0: Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. So as we continue our series um, of deserts, I truly believe that God wants to speak to us today. This one, if I'm I'm honest, this one was very hard for me to put down in paper, put down on my iPad. Um, I've been wrestling with this message because I truly believe that God wants to bless each and every one of us. I truly believe that he has a promise for everyone in this place. But I also know that in the midst of that, he also has his way in our life as well. And sometimes the promise doesn't add up to what we what we thought it was going to be. See, we see here in the book of Exodus, actually in the book of Joshua, and and how how the promise we're going from them going from war with the Amalekites, we're skipping a couple uh, a couple of books in the Bible and we're seeing Here in Joshua, that how the Israelites are now crossing the Jordan into the promised land. The, 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 everything has been. Everything that we've been talking about has been made for this moment. This is the climax of the thing. This is the promise that God has given them. This is the thing that they were waiting for. This is the thing that they were in the desert for. Do you understand that this journey that they were going that this journey that they were on, was supposed to be an eleven day journey that turned into a forty year journey? If you map it out. From Egypt to the promised land, which now is is Canaan, around Jerusalem and everything, it's supposed to take an 11-day journey. But an 11-day journey turns into 40 years of generations and generations. Why? Because the journey, they didn't trust God all the way through. See, think about that. And as we end our series next week, we're going to really be focusing on that in a great way to end This series. See, if we look down in the breakdown, yes, we have just skipped three books of the Bible. We went from Exodus to Joshua right away because, in the midst of from Exodus to Joshua, it was all a setup for the promise to come. It was all a setup for the promise to come. God had to set some things in the life of the Israelites for them to attain the promise in their life. Let me give you a breakdown of what these books, these books that we kind of skipped over, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all these books, what they represent in the journey of the Israelites. Exodus, um, the theme of it is God of power, is deliverance is the history of Israelites departing Egypt and giving them the law and the tabernacle. We ever heard of the, the, the Ten Commandments? This is where that came into play right there. And then the tabernacle. God gave them instruction of what they want the tabernacle to have. Do you understand God is in the details? He's all about the details. If you want to know about the tabernacle, you can read right there. It's all about a lampstand. It's, it's detailed. And we go down to the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus, the theme of it is God of purity. It's instruction. Is the ceremonial law. God gives them the law. In the book of Numbers, it's it's the it's God of perseverance. Is the journey. Is the senses of the people and the story of wandering in the wilderness. It, that's the theme of the book of Numbers. Deuteronomy is God of preparation is obedience is the law rehearsed and the death of Moses so we went from Exodus we left last week as they were fighting the Amalekites and how how the um her and Aaron had to hold up Moses hand as they were battling in that battle and now we we, we go into the book of Joshua and we see them crossing into The promised land, all these things from Exodus all the way to Deuteronomy. It's all about the details that God wanted the Israelites to have as they prepared into the promised land. Why? Why all these details? Why couldn't God just take them from this point to this point? I truly believe it's because without structure, the children of Israel will only go by their feelings. I also truly believe that we can't obtain if we don't prep we can't obtain the promise if we're not preparation we don't have preparation in our life we see that time and time again the Israelites rebelled against God so God wanted them to have a strict and a detailed instruction of how to live the life the Israelites as they moved into the promised land you got to understand this This is generation. I'm setting all this up because I want you to understand the severity of what they're in as they're going into the promised land. This was generations of people. See these people that are now crossing into the Promised Land. These are probably the children that left Egypt and now that are grown, and now they they're they're experiencing the promise. These are also, you know, probably the, the children that have been conceived in the desert. You know, so they don't they only know really of the stories of the Exodus. They only know the what what they were told in that moment. See, they they only knew. Uh, and they only know the the only life they know is a desert think about that if we really truly see in the in, in the scripture there was a time where they god were uh, the israelites rebelled against god so much and he and god said because of the rebellion i'm gonna i'm gonna take, take out generations of of people and he started basically fresh So we have to know that these are people that, in a way, needed structure in their life. We complain about structure, but we hate when our life is going crazy. See, the structure that God had to put, it wasn't a heavy thing. No, it was to give them a life of discipline and not destruction. See, we... we, we read the Bible and we're like, "Why do I got to do this? What do I, you know? How do I, it's not a, see the Bible is not about how you how how to make you a better person. No, the Bible is supposed to cut you deep. It's supposed to offend you. I told I told our uh, our teams last night is as the pastor, my job is to offend you. Yes. If I'm just tickling your ears and making you feel good about yourself, you know th- that's great. You need to know that you're, you're called and, and everything. But if I'm not giving you the truth, you're going to find the truth somewhere else. And there's so many things that are thinking they're giving you truth. You can go on Twitter, you can go on Instagram, you can go on the news and you think you. But when we are knowing that the truth is what we need, it's not a heavy thing. It's a life of discipleship that we are striving for. The details matter. So you think the desert seasons of your life is going to be, it's too long. We say it all the time, why am I here? What if God is setting the details for your provision? What if we're worried about how long it's taking, but God is really setting the details in the background for the provision that he has for your life? See, there are stuff we need to grow in, and there's stuff we need to grow out, and it's all in the details don't not grow weary in the details don't let your the details overwhelm you trust the details for god is for you to enjoy the promise that he has for you see that's what exodus to joshua was it's all about setting the foundation of what he god wanted them to live the promise out so now we go to the book of joshua as we land this plane all right joshua remember joshua as we talked about last week, Joshua was chosen by Moses to fight the Amalekites. Remember we said that at one point of Moses' life, he, was, he, he thought that the winning the battle was always about fighting. But that God wanted him to really fight this battle on his knees and pray. See, he chose Joshua to fight, to be the, to be the one to lead in the fight of the Amalekites. And now we see Joshua taking the reins from Moses. In one season, he's being entrusted with a huge task. Now in the next season, he's being entrusted with the with the kingdom. How can this man Joshua really do this? Is because he was faithful in another season. See, the one that fought the Amalekites are now becoming the leader of the Israelites. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. It says it like this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses Moses, uh, aside, Moses, your servant, is dead. Now then, you and all the people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give to you. To the Israelites, I will give you every place that you set your foot, I promise Moses. So we go right here, Moses is now dead. But before Moses died, God gave Moses a glimpse of what he worked for all his life. See, side note, if I was Moses and I'm not holy like Moses, I'm going to be mad right now. Let's be real. Years. Of fighting with these people. Years of getting these people back in line. He went from having a beautiful black hair to white hair real quick. The stress that Moses went through to get the people to the promised land. And now he dies before they even enter into the promised land. I would have quit. I would have said, no, I'm done. It's not fair. It's not what I deserve. It's not what I deserve. I put the work in. I should get the promise. But then I'm reminded in Romans chapter 11, verse 36, as all things come from God, through God, and return to God, praise to him forever. Yes, it is so. See, What, maybe God wanted him to prepare the way for others to be blessed. What if God is preparing your season right now, your desert season, not even for you? What if the desert season you're in is for somebody else? Would you still go through it? This is where Moses is. I mean, years. He was the one that went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. It wasn't Joshua. Joshua's probably not even born at that moment. He's the one that, that, that got the Ten Commandments. He's the one that did all the work and he's not reaping the rewards. But maybe he is. See, in life, we battle this concept of I have to put the work and I have to get all the praise. But in reality, the praise is not for you. The praise goes to God. So whatever season I'm in, whatever I got to do, I just got to be faithful. Moses went years in the desert, but Joshua was the one to take him to the promise. Why couldn't Moses enter into the promised land? The question, why? It's called his unbelief. See, in the book of Numbers, we we see the Israelites again complaining, and they were without water. And God spoke to Moses and said, he said, Moses, I want you to speak to this rock, and this rock will yield water. But Moses, out of a moment of anger, didn't do what God instructed, and he kind of went south there. Let's go to Numbers chapter 20, verse 10 and 13. It says, then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, hear now, you rebels, Shall we bring water from out of this rock? And Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock with the staff twice. And the water came out abundantly. In the congregation, they drank and and their livestock. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe in me to uphold me as a holy in the eyes of the Israelites, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I'm giving you. These waters um, were for the people to not quarrel of the Lord, and through them we shall himself be holy. So God told Moses that you're not going to enter into the promise. He knew he wasn't going to enter into the promise. I've been in church all my life, and I've read over this multiple times, but this hit me hard. faithfulness but God instructed him to do something and Moses did the opposite and he couldn't enter into the promise some will say that God is unfair it's just one mistake it's just one thing Moses did so many great things but one thing but that one thing was going to be the thing to show others how holy God was and in the eyes of God, if you if I instructed in your life, follow what I have for your life, because if you're not in following what I have for your life, you're going by your own will. And his unbelief in the moment didn't get him to the promise. So Moses knew that his unbelief didn't get into the promise. But what did Moses do? He kept going. Not me. No. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll have some words for for Jesus Cristo. I'll be like, I'm done. I quit. I thought you were there. I've done all I can, and this is how you treat me. You've been there before. Come on, let's be real today. God. I told you to be here in this season and you weren't. So guess what? I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to serve. I'm not going to give my time because I I told you you're supposed to be there and you weren't. But what did Moses do? He said, I'm going to keep on going. But through the news, Moses kept leading because he knew that the promise, listen to this. He knew that the promise wasn't about him. He knew the promise was about them. It was a greater calling on Moses' life. It wasn't for Moses to get the shine. It was for others to go to the promise. That's that's hard. Because I want you to praise me. Can not be real? That's why pastors sometimes get in this, this, this celebrity thing. That's why people in positions get into celebrity thing. Because in reality, when you shout for me, it makes me feel good. So keep on clapping for me. Don't clap. But then it comes down to what kingdom am I trying to build? Am I trying to build my kingdom or the kingdom of God? And Moses knew that it wasn't about him He had this thing about him called contentment. Are you content in your life? That's powerful, contentment. We don't hear this a lot in our culture. We only hear go-getters, go for it, go, go after it. But we don't hear contentment. But what God is saying today is love your role. Love your role in the bigger picture. We can look at each other's role. I wish I was like Eric Powell. He's smart with finances and I'm horrible with it. So I should be mad. Why wasn't I blessed like him? You can cook. I didn't even know how to make hamburgers. I had to call you to say, how do you make a hamburger? I can be like, God, you didn't bless me this way. So guess what? I'm not gonna serve you. We become spiritually infants when God has called us to grow in Him. I truly believe Moses was living out this verse in the Bible. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, 13 says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever season I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger and abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Moses said, I seen the good. I have seen the bad. And trust me, these people, I seen ugly. He's seen it all. And even if the situation didn't seem unfair for Moses, he was mature enough in his faith to move forward for the plan that God had in his life. It's not about my kingdom. It's about what he's doing for the people around me. I'm not building me. I'm building him. And while I'm building him, he's building me. And if I don't enter into the promise, I don't but I don't quit on God because he never quits on me. Moses was content in his role for a generation to come to experience the promise of God. Are you content in your life? Or are you always thinking that the grass is greener on the other side? The grass is greener. And listen, I'm all about go-getters. Listen, we can't live stagnant. We got to go. But what if God wants you to be a part of the story and not the leading role. Hey, hey, woo, hey, yo. Because that rocked me too. Because again, I struggle with pride. The one person that saved me was God, or two people, God and this girl right here. She brings me down to earth real quick. I love you. But you're not that good. <laughs> but you know what? I need people like that in my life. Not to tell me that I'm not good. She, I know that she knows that, that God has called me. But when I become big-headed in life, I don't have enough room for the Holy Spirit to flow in my life. Because it's not about me. It's about him. It's about him. And we can so easily think it's about us. And then we fall in churches. Well, you see this all the time. I see this all the time. Oh, they hurt me. Oh, oh, they, they, they. I went to another church because they worship better. Oh, I, I. The pastor was talking about me in his message. How do you know? Oh, the woman's director looked at me wrong, so I'm going to go to another church. And what we do is we take ourselves from a planted situation and uproot our roots into a place. But the reality is you can go to another place, but you're still there. You're still there and you still got issues because if you don't deal with the root issue, you're always going to blame somebody else. And it ain't anybody else, honey. Turn the mirror around. You got to face you. We got to understand that God is working in our life, but we can't blame others for our issues. Moses had every right to blame anybody else. Blame God, blame the people. He had he can blame the rock. He can blame anybody, but he kept on going to what God because he said, I knew when we were blessed. I knew when we were in slavery. I knew all the good, the bad and ugly, and at the end of it, I know that God is still good, that he's still able, that he's going to take me from the good, the bad and ugly. I'm I'm content. I'm content. We need to practice self-control in our life. Because the reality is grass might be greener on the other side, but is it your grass? Are you supposed to really explore that grass? Because sometimes it seems greener, but when we cross that line, we realize it has a little bit of weeds in there. We got to understand that we move with God. We don't move by our feelings. See, it was his unbelief, but God gave him a bigger. God has so much grace in Moses' life, and he let him see what he prepared him for. Deuteronomy chapter 34. If you have a Bible and everything, let's turn right there, because this is so beautiful. Moses is about to die. And God blesses Moses before that happens. It says, then Moses went up to the plains of Noab, the Mount of Nebo, and, um, which is opposite of Jericho. And the Lord showed him the land of Gilead uh, as far as Dan, Nephitali and Ephraim, and Mes- M- Manasseh, and all the land of Judah as far as the western sea in the in the plains and the valleys of Jericho, in the cities of the Palm and in Zor. And the Lord said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to your offspring, and have you to see it with your own eyes, but you shall not go there. So Moses his servant died in the land of Noab. Look how great God's grace is in our life. That when we don't even deserve to see the promise, he still shows it to us. Moses, out of his unbelief, he was disqualified. He he shouldn't have seen what God has promised. And even though he was not going to enter in, God said, by your faithfulness, come and see. Come and see. And it reminds me of a scripture in Psalms. 34 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And it really struck me in this, and I really believe that these two characters, Moses, Joshua, it it, it really comes down to God saying this to us. Some will taste the promise. Others will see the promise. Both are important. Some are going to taste the promise. Some are going to see the promise. Both are important. Number one, Moses got to see. Moses didn't enter the promised land, but without Moses' faithfulness and preparation in the desert, the promised land could not been obtained. See, sometimes God will put us in preparation seasons for to see vision that it is to come. See, Axios Church, I saw it years ago. God gave me a season of a vision for me to start preparing. This is where Moses was. God, this is why clearly in Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 says, The Lord answered me and says, write the vision down, write it plain on tablet, so they may run who reads it. It doesn't say for you to run with it. Because there's going to be seasons in our life where we're putting the work, but others are going to be blessed with the work that we do. And we got to be content. Because it's not about us. It's about him. So when we have to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to come load in church, it's not about us. It's about him. Whenever we have to go and, and the parents can, obtain, can can know about this, you know, all the sacrifices you do. How many, how many ball games, how many this, that you don't even want to go to? But you do it because at the end of the day, see, I, I, I see it with my kids all the time. And parents can attest to this. You know those times where you're trying to instruct them to be a better person. You, the one thing I pray is my kids are just, just just be nice. You know, nice to people. And we instruct them. And sometimes they don't listen to us. Okay. Sometimes, most of the time, I say 90%, they don't listen to you. But you pray that when they're in school, that they will listen to the teacher. And what is the greatest reward for a parent? When somebody comes to you and say, your kids are the sweetest kids. And you're like, you're lying. <laughs> but the greatest reward is whenever you see it for yourself. When you just step back and they're playing with friends and whatever the thing that you instructed them as they're growing up, they actually do. And you're like, give me an award. I'm the greatest parent ever. You got nothing on me. Because they finally get it for themselves. See, we under, have to understand that the role we play in the kingdom of God matters. And some people are going to get the vision and run with it. The preparation is all about the set. Here's the thing. The preparation is a setup for the par, for, for the, for the, the Participation. The setup is always for the participation. So we have Moses was not wasting time in the desert, but he was all gaining. And through the sacrifices and his drive for God, the grace and mercy, God showed him that through the fights, through the issues, come see what you've been working for all your life. You might not get into it, but I'm here to tell you that I, I'm going to show you what you've been striving for. Moses said, I don't need to enter because I've seen the goodness and mercy of God, and he controls my story. I see the vision, and I run. He was humble. He was selfless, but it was worth it all. The greatest reward for Moses was for others to be blessed. He saw it a long time ago. God gave him the vision. There's a promised land that I have for your people. If you see the ver- the verbiage uh, throughout, it's for the your people, it's for the Israelites, it's for it's, it, and he 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 knew. But are we content enough to see others getting blessed, even when we feel like we should have got blessed? He got to see, and then number two, Joshua got to taste. Even though Joshua was the person to lead them into the actual promised land, I'd rather been Moses. <laughs> you know why? Because Moses was like this celebrity person. Like Moses was like Moses. When you talk to, it's like he's the one that got us out of slavery. He's the one that led us. Have you ever been in somebody else's shadows? You ever been in like you had to step in other people like if you step a a minute in my shoes, you know, he he was under the shadow of Moses. I'm going to call him the great. But Joshua had to understand that even though Moses was great, I can learn from him, but I have to live my story out as well. There's too many people that are living other people's story out because it was good for somebody else. But what if it's not good for you? What if God not called you for that? What if God's calling you another place and you're not never going to enter into that promise because you're trying to be somebody else? God can't bless who you pretend to be. He can't. And what Joshua had to take a different kind of approach in this. I'm going to take the practice, the prep that Moses did, and I'm going to use it in my life, and I'm going to walk this thing out. Our job as Christians is to take the words of this, of this word and use it in the desert seasons of my life. That means I need to have time to pray. That means I need to practice self-control. That means I need to worship past my feelings. All the prep work is leading me to the promise that God has for me. You cannot Live in the promise if you're not willing to learn the preparation. Now Joshua has to take the mantle of Moses and live it in the promised land. And we, and have you felt ever that you, you've been in somebody else's shadow? I truly believe this is where Joshua was, this heavy thing that he's taking on. This me, His mentor is dead. Now the buck stops on you, Joshua. It wasn't a big transition. It's like, hey, Moses, come and see. Guess what? Dead. Joshua, guess what? You're in charge. That's a big task. If I was Joshua, I will run. I've seen these crazy Israelites and how they treated Moses. I am not. But Joshua knew the calling he had on his life. It could have been fear. But that, I think that's why Joshua and God had this dialogue as I close Tony. And I want us to know as we walk into the promise season of our life. Jo- Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. It says this, verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I, I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor will I forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for I shall cause these people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers and given them. Only be strong and courageous, being careful to do accordingly all the law that Moses, your servant, has commanded you. Do not turn from it with your right and to your left, and you may be good success wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate it on day and night, and that you may be careful to do according to all you are written. For then you will make your way a prosperous, and then you will have good success. I have commend not you to be strong and courageous. Do not be frightful. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God is telling you today, I know this season was tough. I know this season was hard, but be strong and courageous. I know that that divorce was tough. I know that they cheated on you, but be strong and be courageous. I know they failed you before. I know that everyone seems like they're leaving, but be strong and courageous. I know you feel like you're less of a parent. I know that you don't feel like you measure up, but be strong and be courageous because I, and when I used Moses' prep and he got to see, but Moses, I'm going to, I'm Joshua, I'm going to use you to enter into the promise. Stop looking back. Use what you learned. Listen to my voice, but also God made you to. Quit you for the season that you were now in, cross into the promise that He has for you. See, Joshua had to be reminded real quick, this was a huge task that he's taking on now. Now they're leaving the desert and entering into the promise, and we see a dialogue with God Himself. God is saying, Hey, this is what I'm instructing you. And in the middle of it, he say, Hey, guess what? Hey, chill out. He's this big God is saying, Hey, chill out, bro. Be strong and courageous. And God keeps on giving him instruction. He said, hey, 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 Joshua, don't think that way. Don't think those negative thoughts. Be strong and courageous. More instruction. Joshua, didn't I tell you to be strong and courageous? I would never leave you, nor will I forsake you. We have to have that courage in our life because there's going to be things whispered into our minds, you're not good enough. You don't, you're not worthy to enter into this promise. But we have to know that God is on our side. And he's saying, hey, hey, don't listen to that. No, do not listen. I have made you. I created you wonderfully, perfectly made. Do not listen to that lie. Hey, do not enter into that relationship. Hey, do not take that job. Be strong and create. Stand your ground because on the other side, you don't know how close your promise is. Be strong. Be courageous. Enter in to what I promised you long ago. One got to see, the other got to experience. Both were important to the story. And both got blessed. It reminds me of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 3 says, I shall be blessed in the city, I shall be blessed in the field. Wherever our foot is planted, we are blessed. It doesn't, it doesn't, we don't have to have the answers, but I am blessed. what? No, I got breath in my lungs. That means I still have purpose in my heart. I am blessed. You got to speak to that thing. You got to speak to that thing that is holding you back. You got to speak to that insecurity and say, no, strong, be courageous. I am Blessed. We have to be content in the role that we play in the kingdom of God. It reminds me of this, of a puzzle. I got a random puzzle. I got a beach because I'm promoting our beach day on June 5th. You better be there. I love the front of the puzzle because it's beautiful. But then when you open that thing, have you? this is a 750 parents will know. These things are the devil. Piece after piece. And to be honest with you, the one piece seems insignificant. What the heck is this? It's like a blue line thing. But without this piece, the picture's not complete. And this piece looks different than this piece. But both are important to the picture. Moses, you got to see. Joshua, you got to experience. Both are blessed. Because when we put it part of the grand picture, the story that God is writing in our life, I might be a little piece, but my piece is significant. Because at the end of the day, when we put the pieces together, when your piece match my piece and my piece match your piece, it's the greatest plan that God has ever. It's the goal, it's God's kingdom of God, and He's gonna rise, raise people that are gonna be content in what the role that He's placed them. You might be a drummer, you might be a person that is in. I, 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 at a place you might be a doctor but you have to be content in what God has for you because the place you set your feet in is blessed walk into the promise that I got for you says the Lord be who I called you to be and when the pieces fit the purpose is activated Moses needed Joshua Joshua needed Moses because at the end of the day it's not about Joshua it's not about Moses it's about Israel it's about the kingdom walking into the promise are we content enough to see others blessed but we're still part of the story it's all about us knowing he is in control thank you again for joining us here at Axios hey to hear more messages just like this go ahead and subscribe to this channel If you want more information about Axios, go to AxiosChurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.